evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Prospects After Dark. It is Sunday, March 24th, 2019. I am Kyle Reese. I am your host. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about, and this time we actually do. We've got the end of spring training in a 25-man Cardinal roster. We have the end of the Dirty 35, my prospect countdown over at Burns on the Black. And more importantly, we have you and whatever you want to talk about, and let's get into it. Wow, you're not wearing the kickball shirt. I am not, Patrick B. No, 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 no kickball shirt. Patrick B. is going to be on a plane in here in a little bit. Pat B., have a nice, safe flight. BQ Train, hello. Uh, yo, 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 yo from Fly the L, our good friend Jeff Niehaus. Uh, look, you guys know how it is. I, I want you to bring it hard. I want you to bring it strong. We've been really, really good these last couple weeks of just having question after question and having really good communication. And let's keep that going. Uh, I'm going to get right into it. How about that Goldie guy? Yeah, he signs the contract. Uh, we have a Goldie extension to talk about, which, again, I want to say one more time right off at the top, right off the top of pad, that I've been very against like overspending in both years and money for Goldie. I love the contract. It's the right thing to do. It's the right way to go. We're all happy. Uh, I'm actually not going to be because I'm dumb and thought last night was Sunday. Oh, good stuff. Uh, hi, Kyle. How did Duke win? You know, I didn't watch it, Basement Freezer. Hello, Basement Freezer. Welcome to our thing. Tommy is Tommy Edmund is the man this week, says BQ Train. Tommy Edmund is on. Like, was there, other than, like, Paul Goldschmidt there at the end of spring training, was there a player that was more impressive throughout the entirety of spring training than Tommy Edmund? I think we all know at this point that the Cardinals have... Uh, kind of a little secret weapon on their hands once things get a little unusual uh, with Drew Robinson and Gyro Munoz. If things get unusual with Drew Robinson and Gyro, we know for a fact now that Tommy Edmonds ready for the major leagues. I feel that way, and that's exciting. Uh, drafting tonight, who is your must-draft Cardinal this year outside of Goldie and Carp? Uh, you know, the good thing about drafting and fantasy is you don't really have to worry about like how a lineup is constructed. Uh, what I think about is I think Paul DeYoung is going to be in the middle of a lineup and he's going to hit a bunch of home runs and that's the guy that I would draft. Uh, shortstop position isn't as weak as it used to be, so you can hold off on him and if you miss him some of the premier shortstop, go to Young. Uh, Dylan Carlson, not really, but he was pretty impressive. Dylan Carlson would definitely be in like the top five. And I love that Dylan Carlson had such a great spring training and he's such a great young man because it shows you like just where the learning curve is, right? You have a 20 year old who is advanced by every measure, physically, mentally, uh, that, that you would want. And he does so well in spring training, and even then, you see all that he has to improve on and all that he has to improve on uh, from like a, a base layer, right? Dylan Carlson had a great spring training. We're two years away from seeing him in the majors. and I didn't personally see any of it. I'm sure it'll happen sooner or later, uh, depending on how the offense... It's, it's all about how the offense does, right? I think people, for the most part, are open-minded about making the lineup work. I know that some people are going to be upset with whoever hits third. I know today I was DeYoung. I'm sure that people are going to freak out about that. Uh, again, I didn't really see... Hey, Spaghetti Jones! Hello there, Spaghetti Jones. Um, I, like, I didn't really see any of it, so I can't say. But, you know, I like... Uh, I think it just depends on how the offense does throughout the season. What is Carlson's best position? He's a corner outfielder. He has a, again, in my opinion, a right field. He can play left, and the Cardinals plan on using him in center quite a bit during this coming year, probably at double A. Uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. He hasn't spent much time in center at all. But he could probably handle that, and we're going to wait and see what kind of a learning experiment it is. Uh, Spaghetti Jones, hello. Uh, third uh, equals fifth best hitter, ideally. Again, T-Shell says that. Look, I don't. I know that all the new metrics tell us something and blah, blah. Like, I get that. Uh, here's what I know. is I just want the Cardinals to score runs, and I don't care how they get there. Just that simple. 
Uh, <laughs> Cards Gifts says to C70, I'm so jealous of your prospect match. Again, we gave Daniel Shoptaw uh, Dylan Carlson because Mr. Carlson is just a man among boys, as is Mr. Shoptaw. Uh, you know, I, I think that just looking at the prospects this spring training that made the biggest impact uh, on both the fan base and the organization, you're talking about Jake Woodford, you're talking about Tommy Edmond, and you're talking about Dylan Carlson. And that's all really, really great. Uh, you know, I, I just like... I'm excited about where to go from there. Today we had a couple interesting things happen. Jesus Cruz pitched. Uh, you see why he's probably never going to be a major leaguer. And then you saw Cody Whiteley pitch. And I like Cody Whiteley a lot. I believe he was a 27th round pick. Uh, he's going to be interesting. He was a he started and relieved a little bit. The Cardinals have another guy named Evan Galore, who's kind of that way. I like both of them. Uh, they're going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, uh, Josh asked, what's up? What's the shirt? Uh, the shirt is Sun Valley. It's a, a, a softball league. Kind of down south from St. Louis uh, that I used to play and don't play in anymore. Goldie over under on 90 home runs. I'll take the push. Uh, do you think they keep one particular person at the three spot or do they switch it up from Victoria Dryden? Hey, Victoria. Uh, you know, my hope is that the Cardinals, and it goes with one through five. Uh, it goes through the entire lineup, right? The Cardinals cannot afford to just, like, stick people at a position other than Matt Carpenter at first base. All right, first, at leadoff, I mean. Uh, in the in the lineup. If Dexter Fowler's getting on base, get him at two Get Goldie behind him, and then adjust from there. If Carpenter and Goldie isn't working out, then adjust from there. Be smart about the lineup. It has to be fluid, because honestly, a lot of these guys are question marks, aside from really Matt Carpenter and uh, and Paul Goldschmidt, and they just need to kind of adjust through there. You know, the Cardinals were good last year when Yadier Molina was hitting second, so what does that tell you? You know what I mean? It's just about getting the right bats hitting at the right time. Your guy Mendoza has a great-looking swing from Sean Ewing. Yeah, I love that Evan Mendoza. Again, like, you guys know that I root for these guys, and I try to be as realistic about, like, what they're going to be in the majors. What we know for sure about Evan Mendoza, if he makes the majors, and again, like, it looks like it, he's on the track, uh, he's going to have a really, really good plate approach at the plate, and he's going to play really good defense wherever he plays. I, I don't know what it looks like at short if he ends up playing a little bit of short. It didn't look good at AA last year, but anything could happen. Uh, it's a hard ask, you know. I think Evan Mendoza has a major league future in or a major league appearance in his future. It's just a matter of this year being a very big stepping stone. Uh, it was great to watch him walk that thing off today. And that, that walk off hit today articulates what I like about Mendoza. You know, he kind of works a count and then he's not afraid to just kind of push the ball wherever the ball needs to go. He needs to hit for a little bit more power if he's going to stick in any position. Uh, and I think it'll come just like I think it'll come with this former NC state teammate, Andrew Kisner, who comes up first, Helsley or Henesis. I'll say, uh, 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 Henesis. And I'll say that because, look, the Cardinals only have one lefty, Andrew Miller, breaking camp with the big league club. Uh, they're going to use all the lefties. And I think that there's a couple of righties ahead of Mr. Helsley that might get the call first. Plus, the plan with Helsley is to stretch him out, and we're just going to see where it goes from there. Are you waving a toothbrush around? Looks like it. Uh, from, I don't know who it was. Hold on. From uh, uh, Aliyah Alamoses. Uh, that's, uh, it's not a toothbrush. It's a pen made of wood. Uh, that's a different a la Moses, though. That's interesting. How long do you think the seven-man bullpen will last? Probably not very long. I would imagine that we'll get to, like, two weeks from now, and uh, everyone will be purging. Uh, starters won't go long. Then they'll have to adjust. You just never know. Uh, you just never know. Thoughts on the starting rotation for the year with Gant and Hudson? 
I love the way that it's starting. I love that Dakota Hudson, right? Because the plan is, and I could be wrong, for Dakota Hudson to get that third start of the year. And I think that he's earned that. And I think it could be argued. And again, I think Michael Walk is going to have a good year. But I think it could be argued that Dakota Hudson was more impressive in spring training. And it's probably better to get him out there as soon as possible. I love that. Look, I, I do wish Carlos Martinez was healthy. I wish he was a part of this, this rotation. I'm anxious to see what happens in May when he's ready to come back and pitch, whether that be out of the bullpen or the rotation. And uh, I just, I love the makeup of this team right now. I do. And he, I'm even one of these people who don't think Drew Robinson, like, I think the Cardinals would be better bringing an eighth bullpen option than bringing Drew Robinson, but you can't complain. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this first week goes, you know, how these this first month goes, right? Because there's a bunch of breaks and you just don't know. Uh, I don't know what the best left-handed option is. I'm anxious to see what happens with Chase and Shreve if he clears waivers or if the Cardinals trade him. Uh, somebody else, you know, claims him off waivers. What goes on there? That's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Part of me can't help but think that he clears waivers and finds his way back down to the minors. I don't know. Total speculation. Probably unfair to go one way or the other. Uh, but the Cardinals have a lot of 40-man roster decisions, which are going to be very, very interesting. Uh, you know, I like... Oh, hold on. Thank you. You're wonderful, Dirty 35. Hey, Farmer Vala. Farmer Vala. I say the Cardinals have a lot of interesting 40-man decisions to make. They really don't at this point. The 40-man's pretty well set. Uh, you know, it's just going to be interesting. It's interesting to see what happens with those guys who are rotating around the 40-man. Goldie winning MVP. He wants that $1.5 million bonus. I love contracts that have... Uh, and uh, performance incentives built into them. That $1.5 million for an MVP is beautiful. Uh, I, I love that. I think it's a good way to incentivize. It's the way you incentivize contracts, and I love that. And I hope he wins a couple of those. I hope he finds himself rolling around in about $6 million in the near future. Uh, what about Chevy Chase, a.k.a. Tyler Webb? Uh, who would be the first person cut from the 40? For me, it would be Justin Williams. Uh, it always would have been Justin Williams. You know, uh, Chase and Shreve's interesting. Like, I know he's off the 40 and whatever. But remember, he was probably DFA'd, or he was probably, you know, he was probably DFA'd for the very reason that he was on, he could not, he didn't have any options. Justin Williams is a little bit different, right? He has options. He'd be the guy that I'd try to pass through, uh, coming off of an arm, or broken hand from punching something. You know, I, that's the direction I would go, yes. Thoughts on what outfield rotation should be, not will be? So for me, you know, I've, I've said this from the beginning. Hey, Matt, what's up? Our good friend, intern Maddie, uh, Alex Ray should be the opener for Adam Wainwright. Maybe we'll see what happens there. Alex Ray's uses, Alex Ray's usage is going to be really interesting. Uh, thoughts on the outfield rotation. I've said this before. At the beginning of the season, I believe, and I don't know what this means for Jose Martinez. Again, I'm sorry about that. I know everyone loves Jose Martinez. I love him as a person. I don't really have a feeling about him as a ball player, other than I don't want him in the outfield if he doesn't have to be in the outfield. But I love the four-man rotation where Tyler O'Neill plays three days, moving left to right, uh, giving each one of those guys a day off, and then he gets a day off. Every guy, you play three straight days, you get a day off until the three best outfielders show themselves. And then you run with that, whether that be O'Neill in center uh, and people rotating around him, whatever it ends up taking. Uh, the Cardinals need to be creative. Again, look, I love Goldschmidt. I, look, I, I love the Cardinals. I like this group of 25. They're really interesting. They're really good. It might be the best group of 25 that's gone north in a couple years. I don't think that there aren't enough questions to be answered that don't need creative options. And I think the Cardinals need to be creative about the way that the lineup is structured, the way that the uh, the field is taken, and the way that the pitchers are used. I think going traditional on this, where this guy hits first, this guy hits second, this guy hits third. This guy's penciled in at center every day. This guy's penciled in at right every day. I don't think it's going to work for this Cardinal team. I think they're going to need to be more creative, maybe a little bit more aggressive about uh, 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 making it all work. 
Why is tomorrow's exhibition not televised from Moondog24? You know, I don't know what the answer to that is. More than likely, it has some cross-licensing issue with MILB and MLB. Maybe since it's more of an exhibition rather than a spring training game, you can't get the the, the rights to it. I, I wish I knew. I wish I could tell you. But more importantly, I wish that game was televised. As somebody who's been there live for it, that game is a blast. Usually both sides are taking it are kind of competitive. It's the first time you've seen these people really competitive. They're trying to show each other up a little bit. And plus, you have two Cardinals pitchers starting that game. And I would have loved to have seen that. I uh, think Schilt will roll Cavacito out at shortstop to find some at-bats. I'll see myself out. I hope so. I'll be honest. Look, if the Cardinals are up by like 20 in a game or down 20 in a game, you got to put Jose Martinez at, at shortstop. That'd be awesome. Who has a better season, Ozuna or O'Neal? I'll say Ozuna, and you guys know I love that. Tyler O'Neal. Still one perfect bracket, 45 of 45 so far. Insane. Holy cow. That's awesome. Good for that person. Uh, I support Jordan Hicks flip-flops and socks. So, you know, people were sending me that picture. I didn't even know what was going on. It's hilarious one way or the other. Uh, which pitchers are starting tomorrow? I could be wrong, but it's Wayno and Waka, right? Waka's playing for uh, Memphis, Wayno for the Cardinals. I think that's who it is. Uh, man, now I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's Waka and Gant. Ah, uh, fudge. I forgot who it was. If a starter or Gant other bullpen arm goes down, who is brought up to fill the hole from jacking a bunch of numbers? That's a good question, right? My guess is Daniel Ponce de Leon right now or Austin Gomber would be one of the first two brought up uh, if Gant, who is now the swingman, or one of the starters went down. Can we sign Kimbrell? I would literally cry from Hayden March. I'm anxious to see what happens right there. Speaking of signing a closer uh, right as the season fires up, today it was named uh, Greg Holland was named the, uh, uh, the closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, one year ago, we were hoping that the Cardinals would sign Holland, and then they finally did, and that was a disaster. But uh, it wouldn't be that way with Kimbrough because he's good. Better bet to repeat 17 offensive production. Fowler or DeYoung. DeYoung for me. Uh, nothing against Dexter Fowler. I think Dexter Fowler is going to have a really solid year. I just believe in Paul DeYoung. Uh, again, I don't think... Look, here's the thing. Paul DeYoung's on-base percentage is not going to be above 325. And if it is, something crazy's happened. It might be around 330. You know what I mean. Like that 325 to 335 bracket, that's Paul DeYoung. What I expect is for him to be healthy and hitting between 25 and 30 home runs, driving in a bunch of runs, but striking out quite a bit too. Uh, would Gomber be more appealing as a lefty option? I don't know. Again, look, I just want whoever the best option uh, available is. I, I don't think it matters if it's a lefty or a righty. I think we invest too much into what arm a pitcher throws from in the rotation. Uh, maybe it does come down to matchups. But remember, Austin Gomber struggles against power-hitting lefties and really good lefties. So he's kind of a reverse splits guy. doesn't really help him in the long run. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. For me, the direction I would go in is Daniel Ponce de Leon. But then again, you know, we could be talking about a month down the road and Henesis or Ryan Helsley could be the better pitcher and it could be one of those two. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Who's your closer if there's a safe situation on opening day from Stu Styles? So look, they'll be playing the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, if, if Travis Shaw and Mike Moustakis are coming up, I'm going Andrew Miller. Uh, but if it's Braun and uh, uh, Aguiar, I'm going Jordan Hicks. Uh, my cousin Charlie says the Holland signing gives me PTSD. Uh, I would like to see Kimbrell on the cards, but whose spot would he take? Anyone's. He, he could take anyone's. Look, Dominic Leone could go down to AAA. Uh, you know, I like Dominic Leone a lot. He's going to be a very good piece in the bullpen. But Leone could go down to AAA. Uh, they could DFA Mayers. They could end up trading Mayers. Look, they could make it work for sure. 
Uh, sign Kimbrel, Keichel, or Bust. Uh, I'm not really into either of them, not right now. Who will play third at Memphis? Probably, again, we're going to have to wait and see. I don't exactly know what the lineups are going to look like. Uh, it, it could be anyone. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I was told that uh, my preconceived notions about where people might go, like where it all lines up, could end up being very, very wrong this year. The Cardinals might end up being a little bit more aggressive about the way that they promote people uh, and assign people. So I'm going to hold off on saying anything right now. Uh, there's some obvious answers, and I'm just not going to go there. Let's give it a week, and then let's actually talk about what it looks like. Uh, that's a good question, though, Iowanek. Despite comments from Mo, looks like cards basically went north with best players. Good move. Uh, again, for the most part, for the most part. Uh, but I would argue that the one area where they didn't bring their best player and they took two people over their best player is they didn't bring Tommy Edmond with them and uh, they they took two utility players who might not have been as deserving as Tommy Edmond. Again, just a small little gripe. We're talking about utility players. Uh, how many home runs will Young Jung Ho or uh, Young Ho Gong hit? Uh, as many as he had DWIs over the last two years. Does Gorman stay at Peoria for most of the year? No, no, I don't think he'll stay at Peoria for most of the year. I'm not even sure if he's going to start there. Keep that in mind. Uh, there's a chance that he starts at Palm Beach. Uh, do you think Gant could be traded this year from Jack and a bunch of numbers? So where does Edmund play all over? Yeah, so, uh, so real fast. I'll get to Jack's question first, which was, do they trade Gant this year? It could happen, but remember the Cardinals like cheap pitching but more than they like anything else. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, so where does Edmund play? Look, Edmund plays third. He plays short. He plays second. My guess is he'll probably play the outfield by the time it's all said and done. Look, getting back to the whole Memphis thing, right? Ramon Urias and Mundo Sosa and Tommy Edmund are all going to rotate second, third, and short. Second, third, and short. Second, third, and short. And they're going to try to make those guys as, as util like as you they're going to try to utilize those guys as best as possible. There's reason to really be excited about this club, right? From Good Life Sean, our good friend uh, Sean. Uh, you know. There's reason to be excited. There's reason to be excited at the beginning of every year. I would suggest, too, that as much as there is a reason to be excited, there's an equal reason to be cautious about what they're getting into. Uh, I like this team a lot. I think it's really good. I think we can. We have plenty of questions about how the rotation is going to shake out, uh, how effective people are going to be after Michaelis and Flaherty, uh, health-wise in particular, too. I think that the way that the lineup gets structured and who's in the lineup on a daily basis raises a lot of questions. But it, it raises as many questions as you could like give strong answers to answer those questions. Uh, really exciting players. Really, really great potential. Even Colton Wong, who people are down on. Uh, Dexter Fowler, Tyler O'Neill. They have a ton of options, and that's good. They have a ton of depth. And again, some of their reserves might be even better than the guys that they have in now. We're just going to have to wait and see. I feel more confident this year than last. Uh, cautious, but at least not accepting defeat early on. I think a lot of people felt that way last year too, right? Remember, the, the narrative entering the season, especially the day that they signed Holland, was they, they've strengthened their bullpen. They had the best outfield in baseball, one of the top five outfields in baseball, and it all came crumbling down. I agree with you. I, I love going into this year optimistic. I think Paul Goldschmidt brings a level of optimism that we haven't had as Cardinal fans in quite some time, and I think from there we're all just kind of rolling. We're going to have to wait and see, though. Uh, look, again, the, the beautiful thing about this Cardinal team is I think that this team does have a chance to win 90 
games. I think it could win 80 games, but I think it could win 90 games too. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, Pat and March Madness at the same time. Is March Madness almost done, right? Isn't there one more game and isn't that almost done? Uh, Sexbots are here for Mr. Rabbit's birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So hold on. We didn't even get to drinking yet. I'm drinking Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Uh, and I raise my glass to the family. Christian, happy birthday, bud. Uh, uh, let's see. Kurt Schilling thinks Goldie is the best offseason acquisition. So does everyone. And look, Goldie is going to have a great year. And we're hoping he wins the MVP. Real fast, I am going to raise my glass. Uh, uh, James Goes Boom says 92 wins book it. I think that's right about right about it. Um, quick look at the first uh, quick look at the first series. I don't know what we're talking about. Knob Creek is the best. Yeah, it's pretty good. And a real hey, Mr. Hicks is in here. So uh, as Mr. Jason Hicks enters, uh, I, I want to say thank you to Mr. Hicks for being a part of Prospects After Dark every week. Mr. Hicks, I love you guys. Hopefully, here in about a week, I'm sipping some booze with you and your lovely wife Jennifer, uh, the queen of Prospects After Dark, celebrating a save. By the uh, the uh, patron player of Prospects After Dark, Jordan Hicks. To the Hicks family, I love you guys. You're the best. Absolutely amazing. And then Jeff Niehaus, who is always in here too and very supportive. I'm going to raise my glass to you, buddy. Jeff, who was showing us pictures of uh, him feeding me Buffalo Trace through his monitor. I raise my glass. Because Kyle is a baseball coach, does this mean that he is Mike Matheny and is getting fired? Uh, basically, hey, Art Lippo's in here. I love that Art Lippo. Uh, yeah, look, this is my last year coaching. Uh, I've been doing it for nine years. It might be ten. We can't add because we're idiots. Uh, but uh, last year coaching Little League, and I'm really excited about it. And we're going to have to wait and see where it goes from there. Uh, somebody told me to talk about Rafi Ozuna. Look, uh, the best way to describe Rafi Ozuna, Rafi Ozuna, uh, he was a shortstop that the Cardinals signed, that same class that they signed Alvaro Cejas. Uh, it's taken him a little while to get his legs underneath him. He's balked up a little bit. He's moved from short to third, from what I understand. And uh, he's a very, very interesting prospect who still has a lot to prove. Uh, it looks like he could be poised for a breakout, as much of a breakout as uh, an 18, 19-year-old can do at GCL after repeating the DSL. But I've been told he's probably going to start at the GCL, not at JC. And we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, but he's like six foot three, 200 pounds. He's really interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, ooh, that was a good question. Man, I like when you guys are talking. Dude, Jack Flaherty is so good from Good Life, Sean. Look, Jack Flaherty is good. Miles Michaelis is good. If we have a repeat of Michael Waka from healthy parts of last year, he's going to be good. Uh, I'm so – I look, I am very, very excited about this Cardinal team. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm also pretty damn excited uh, about what's going on with, you know, the minor leagues. I, I'll tell you what. Between all the intrigue with the third baseman in the organization and – What's going to be at Memphis? Because Memphis' lineup is going to be really, really good. Uh, and then Springfield and pitching. Like, there's going to be a lot of questions in need of answering. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm looking forward to it. Any early targets for the Cardinals in the draft from JT uh, Vonderhaar? Well, let me tell you, Mr. Vonderhaar, uh, I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm starting very, very preliminary um, looks into what the draft could be like for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not anywhere near there. I will tell you that I do think the Cardinals will go pitching heavy this draft. Just my gut instinct, even though this year's draft isn't like so high on pitching. There's a lot of left-handed pitching. Keep an eye on that. Uh, I think that that's probably the direction they'll go. You know, 40 picks. They'll probably draft 23 pitchers or something like that. That'd be my guess. Lean heavy towards pitchers. Uh, and other than that, no. Now, there's a lot of kids that I like, but none of them that I don't, I, I don't know where they're pegged to go. Uh, but I will encourage all of you. 
It's easy enough to access college baseball. You should watch it because the quality product in college baseball is really, really good. And I think it's, I think quality, ba- like, I think the quality of it is getting to the point where it's close to like single A Peoria. Uh, you know, it used to be like the state college level, rookie level state college. But now I think it's actually taken a step up. It's really impressive. Uh, you can't, starting bowl, our good friend says, uh, you can't go wrong picking another NC State player, Will Wilson. I like that Will Wilson a lot. And also, Snorting Bull is 100% correct. That NC State organization, uh, that, that school, just keeps producing really, really good uh, uh, major league caliber prospects. Uh, somebody asked real fast, what is George Greer's position? Uh, doggy, from what I understand. No, it's uh, he has that roving instructor title, I think is what it is. He's still in charge of like the hitting philosophy within the organization at the minor league level. Uh, would you be into using Evan Mendoza as a trade piece? I feel like he is going to be a redundancy in two years. Uh, from Kiefer Dean Roach, our good friend Kiefer Dean Roach. Kiefer, you know, I would argue that... Okay, so let's take a step back and analyze the redundancy. He becomes a redundancy because you would say, Alaris, Alaris Montero is higher up on, on the, uh, the, the food chain. You would say Nolan Gorman is a higher, a higher thought of prospect. But let me put it this way with Evan Mendoza, right? We all fell in love with Tommy, Men- or Tommy Edmond this spring training because of his position versatility and how he rolls around. That's the same kind of thing that's going to happen with Evan Mendoza. The thing that helps Evan Mendoza is that he can be a utility player, like a super utility player. And that will help, that'll stop him from becoming like your typical redundancy. Uh, but I do think there's a redundant issue there as we talk about third base prospects in the organization because there's so many really good prospects, maybe not necessarily players because we don't know what it's going to look like as they progress through the system, but there's so many prospects at third base that make it seem like a redundant issue. Uh, I think Mendoza's ability to be versatile stops it from being redundant in the long run, something we're going to have to wait and see. Would I use him as a trade piece? Hell yeah. But I think right now, going into this season, I'm not 100% sure that the Cardinals think they need to upgrade anywhere. Because look at it this way. If they wanted to upgrade somewhere, it'd be the bullpen, and they could get Kimbrell. And if they wanted to upgrade their, upgrade their rotation, they have Keuchel. Uh, I, I think they do that before they would trade. And when I say they do that before they would trade, I say that, like, the trades that would come wouldn't be the, uh, like, you know, clearing 40-man spot kind of trade. I think that those happen before signings. Uh, I've been watching those Tennessee baseball balls. Yeah, they're good. Uh, that whole uh, SEC is really good. What happened to the super young Cuban shortstop we signed a while back? Um, he's doing two chicks at one time. Uh, talk about Dakota from Good Life, Sean. Uh, any lefty talent in the organization from Brent Esquire? Go to the Dirty 35. Look, we wrote about Evan Krachinski. If you're talking about from a relief option, Jacob Patterson. Uh, that's really about it right now. But again, I'm not worried about any of that. Like, Lefty, righty, just give me your best pitchers. Austin Gomber's back down to AAA if that's kind of the way you want to swing. I uh, I really like Evan Krachinski. I guess that that's where you want to, if you want to go in a direction, that's the direction you go into. And again, Jacob Patterson is kind of a loogie. That role might be eliminated in baseball, so we're going to have to wait and see what that, uh, <laughs> what, where that goes. Our good friend Art Lippo says, has someone created a Tinder profile yet for Schilt? I hope so, man. Who would be really good at running... That that Enchil. So Enchil kind of looks like a boy version of uh, 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 Mike Schilt. And I think, and he lives in Springfield, Missouri. I think that we should have Enchil create a Tinder profile for Mike Schilt and run that thing uh, like the, the man boy he is. Uh, let's see. Talk about Dakota. So let's talk about Dakota Hudson, right? He had an amazing spring training. Uh, read about him in our Dirty 35. He's my prospect number one. I released that today. Go to Dirty 35 at Birds on the Black. Read it all. But the deal is his cutter, his cutter slider saves him. 
He gets behind because he doesn't have the best command of his two-seam fastball. Where he'll make, like, where he'll get out of that is if Yadier Molina and the Cardinals are smart enough to realize that when he gets down in the count, go slider, go cutter. Go slider, go cutter. Don't keep trying to force that two-seam. He doesn't command it as well. He commanded it really well this spring as opposed to how he did in prior years. Uh, and then also use that curve, use that changeup very, very sparingly uh, to kind of throw a batter off. Leave it there in the arsenal. Let him display it. He doesn't need to throw it all the time. Uh, but let him live cutter slider. That's uh, that's the story there. Has to uh, take another pitcher from Mississippi State. Freshman starter putting up big numbers. Hail State. <laughs> a lot of Hail State going on in here. Uh, can't wait for the boy band theme night. That's right. I said it. None of us can. Or all of us can. Or nobody can. I don't really know. Uh, Hayden March's upgrade right field. Again, if you think the Cardinals would look out side of the organization at this point to upgrade right field, uh, I, I think that you're wrong. I don't think the Cardinals would do that. I think that they, that first off, they feel confident with their uh, with who they're going to have starting right field more than any uh, in Dexter Fowler. And beyond that, I think in their minds, to pad the outfield, they have Tyler O'Neill and Jose Martinez. And I don't see them going outside of the organization to supplement that. Uh, let's see. I saw someone say the Cards Farm system was in shambles. Agree or disagree? I highly, highly disagree with that. And you guys know me. Uh, I'm not... A homer. Uh, not a, I'm not a Cardinals homer in any capacity. Uh, I try to cut it as straight-edged as I possibly can. Uh, is it in shambles? No. No, look, the Cardinals have great depth at third base. Uh, they've got really good utility options. They have plenty of pitching and plenty of outfield at the upper levels. If you have questions about what the pitching is going to look like at the lower levels, that is very, very... Like, there are concerns, especially at the, the lowest levels of the minor leagues... Well, the Cardinals pitching is not as deep. I get that. I understand that. But look, they've got prospects for days. And sure, most of those prospects are up at the upper levels now. But, you know, the full season affiliates now, the top four affiliates in the organization. But beyond that, there are some really interesting pieces between, you know, Malcolm Nunez and John Torres. Uh, you know, guys that probably will never make a major league debut but are really interesting. You know, Kevin Woodall, uh, Lars Newfar, like... That's just Nick Dunn. The Cardinals had a pretty good draft in 2018. And is it in shambles? No. Uh, it's all up at the high end. And I think, it, when I say high end, I mean AAA, AA, going to find its way to Palm Beach this year. Uh, I think that that presents, a per, it, it allows someone to create a perception within themselves that it's in shambles when really it's just have, it's front-loaded. Uh, will Mendoza have enough power to last in the MLB? I think this year will be a huge year for his future. I completely agree. Uh, I think that, uh, look, so the other thing about Evan Mendoza, we were just saying it a second ago, is his ability to play multiple positions. Again, he played shortstop uh, at Springfield a little bit last year. We're going to have to wait and see what it looks like in the long run. Uh, again, he, I don't know what kind of, uh, he's going to be using a utility role. We saw at the spring playing first base. We know how good of a third baseman he is. He's my prospect number uh, 13 on the uh, Dirty 35. Read about him. Uh, he, we talk in depth about how good he is defensively at third. Uh, his ability to work in a utility role will help him a great deal. Now, when it comes to the major leagues, I don't know. He struggled at double A. He'll probably repeat there, I would think. If he goes to triple A, it'll give us a better idea. Uh, but, you know, he has a lot of work to do before we're talking about him in the major leagues. Uh, name five most likely D35ers to make MLB, MLB debut this year. Uh, prospect number five, Ryan Helsley. Prospect number six, Henesis Cabrera. Uh, prospect number four, uh, Andrew Kisser, I'll say. Maybe makes his way up in September if things get weird. Uh, and then Tommy Edmond, number 16. 
Uh, let's see. And again, so he said Major League debut, so we're not going Hudson. Uh, I've always listened to Pad Podcast, but this is my first time watching live. This is way better from Roy uh, McAvoy. Uh, Mr. McAvoy, uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark. If you're new to Prospects After Dark, welcome to our little shindig. I, I love doing this. You guys are the ones who make this worth doing. Uh, I love each and every one of you, and I raise my glass. And I saw somebody say that Mr. Brian Walton is in here. I want to raise my glass to Mr. Brian Walton. Uh, I love Mr. Walton. I think he does a fantastic job. Uh, what he does over at Cardinal Nation uh, is something that you need to subscribe to if you love prospects. I want to make it clear that I stopped subscribing to Cardinal Nation when I started writing for Pros- uh, writing for the Redbird Daily two years ago. Uh, I didn't look. Their stuff is so good that if you subscribe to it, you will just use it. So I don't subscribe to it. I do all of my own research on my own. It's fucking exhausting. Uh, but to Mr. Brian Waltz and the Cardinal Nation, uh, I raise my glass and to all our first time patters. Chances Woodford passes Ponza and Gomber. So what I want to say as uh, Sean Ewing brings brings up Jake Woodford, I would add him on the pitcher, like the players that I just ran over that will make a major league debut this year, maybe five. I think Woodford makes his major league debut. Hearing John Mazalak talk about Woodford, uh, he made his way onto their radar, and sometimes that's more important than production. Uh, will he pass Ponce de Leon and Gomber? I don't know about that, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if Woodford makes his way to the major leagues. Remember, what works against Woodford is uh, he's not on the 40-man roster. He won't be until this offseason, I believe, uh, and that will probably stop him, especially with the pitching options that are on the 40-man that uh, will supplement the pitching staff as needed. Uh, Kilo303 says, popping my pad cherry tonight. This is great. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, Kilo303, thanks for being in here. Uh, Blues Buzz and Pad Live at the same time. Life is tough. I don't know what Blues Buzz is, uh, jacking a bunch of numbers. Talk to us about Nolan Gorman's perfect body from uh, Reasonable Down 3. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's funny. You know, as I'm writing these Dirty 35 write-ups, look, I want them to be weird, and I want them to be entertaining, and I want them to be goofy, and I want them to be informative. I, I want them to be visually stimulating. So that's what I was saying about Nolan Gorman and his write-up. Look, I, he's my number three prospect. I put Alaris Montero and uh, Dakota Hudson ahead of him. And the reason, like, what we were talking about in regards to Nolan Gorman's body, he's 18 years old, and he's got, like, he's got that, like, perfect-type body, right, where you can tell he's muscular and strong, but you can tell he's not too lean. You can tell his body will hold up through an entire season, and he's going to be at a full season this year. Uh, I really, really, I love I loved that body on that 18-year-old, and boy, am I happy he's 18 instead of 17. Uh, riggedy Wreck, my brother Michael said, Bovada has the Cardinals at 88.5. You take the over or the under, I'll take the over. Uh, I'll take the over. <sighs> Woodford, starter or reliever in his future from John Greco, our good friend John Greco. Uh, I'll say starter in the f- starter. In my mind, I view Jake Woodford a lot like John Gant. I think that those roles are kind of similar. Those players are kind of similar. I will say that, you know, John Gant's breaking pitch has really come a long way where I think Woodford's is there now. Uh, but they both have really good change-ups. Of course, Gant's change-up, that Vulcan grip, is way far ahead of where Woodford's is. Although Woodford has displayed a really good change-up in the past. For a while there, it looked like it was going to be one of the better ones in the organization. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens there. But I think more than likely, if we're being realistic, and I think Jake Woodford has a chance to be a very, very good pitcher, but I think if we're, like, trying not to be overly optimistic, and if we're going to try to take this in a real, like, try to be as realistic as possible about this, I think more than likely Jake Woodford is that Daniel Ponce de Leon, John Gant type. Uh, maybe best as a swing man. It's nice to see his velocity get up there this, this offseason. Velocity's kind of been an issue for him in the past. Uh, did I hear that Kyle is straight edge? That means no whiskey tonight or ever again, right? No, no, no way. I said Lars Newpar once and everyone lost their mind. Uh, who is the lower minor league starter that has a chance to make the majors? 
Uh, you know, Michael Barrett. Now, I'm just going to say that. Look, Michael Barrett's like the one name. I like Chris Holba. I like Michael Barrett. They were both draft picks in 2018. I'm not going to give you I, – I can't remember where they were drafted. I'm usually better about that. I'm sorry. I think Baird was like 23rd or something like that. I think Holba was like 27th round, something like that. And I'm sorry. I'm usually better about that, you guys. I'm, I'm just not there tonight. Uh, but anyways, Michael Barrett. He's a big boy. He, he's got a very strong motion. His motion actually kind of reminds me of Jake Woodford's a little bit. And uh, that's the guy that I'll choose. VHS is any any hot takes on the twenty five man? Yeah, to be honest, I'd rather have a lefty on the roster worth the spot uh, than I would have Drew Robinson on the roster. I don't know if that twenty that that guy exists in the Cardinals organization to be like a left handed relief option. I would have liked for that to have been Tony Sip or somebody else. Uh, uh, that's that's my hot take on the twenty five man. Other than that, I like what they did. It's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with eight relievers because they only have seven to start. What happens with Robinson and Munoz, uh, and what happens when Jerko comes back? Uh, Spaghetti Jones says, "Ha ha, yeah, I got a man crush on that Gorman fella." Yes, yeah, so that's the greatest part about him being forty is that uh, or being forty, being eighteen is that we can have man crushes on him. Uh, uh, will you kidnap me for Mike Schilt? Yeah, yeah. So Mike Schilt is single. Uh, to all you males and females out there who want to bang a Cardinals coach, go get it. Uh, and also, he's never had kids, and he said he wants kids. So if you see someone under the age of 18, just kidnap them and give them to Mike Schilt like we're going to do with Grandma. Oh, with Grandma. With Graham. Uh, dude, there's a new listener. Uh, who has a better career, Kramer Robertson or Griffin Roberts? Oh, Griffin Roberts. Easy. Look, Kramer Robinson is a great minor league player. He's really exciting. Uh, he has great speed. He's kind of a Rayleigh guy. Uh, skinny. Uh, real thin, but he's athletic and strong. He does some cool stuff with his hair. Uh, but more than likely, Griffin Roberts. Look, I, once Griffin Roberts gets off of that forty, that fifty-game suspension uh, for for getting that, getting after that cannabis, uh, the cannabis. Uh, I think that uh, you're talking about him being a year away from making his major league debut. You know, mid part of 2020. That slider is too good. Uh, that that slider is amazing. Go to his write-up. He's prospect number 11 on the Dirty 35 uh, and read about him. Uh, and look at those gifts of that slider because they're magical. Uh, to everyone, we love you. Yeah, we love everyone. Popping my pad cherry. We already went over that. Has everyone ever tried basil-flavored vodka? I have not. Uh, it seems like basil-flavored vodka would be good in a Bloody Mary. Uh, where could I get my one? Where could I get me one of those sexy purple pad shirts? Uh, you're gonna have to stay tuned to Prospects After Dark and Birds on the Block. Probably as the regular season gets fired up, we're going to uh, do a thing with Teespring again. Get some T-shirts out there and some new apparel to all my loyal pad people. Uh, have I ever been to Wrigley or Miller? I've never been to Miller. Been to Wrigley. Woodford for Woodford started relieving in the future. We already went to that. Uh, Nolan Gorman, Perfect Body Pad Edition. Uh, kidnap a teenager. Kidnap someone over eighteen. That's the name of this pad. Uh, what will the Cardinals end up doing with Brett Cecil if he returns from the injured the injured list? I think that he finds his way onto the twenty five man roster and then he either sinks or swims. Uh, that's what will happen with Brett Cecil. Is my guess. You ask me what's going to happen with Luke Gregerson. I throw my hands up in the air and I say. I have no fucking idea, and I don't know how anyone could even begin to guess what happens with Luke Gregerson. I uh, love the dual broadcast today from friggin' Cards. Yeah, so this is what I was getting at. Uh, I tweeted this out. I, I don't necessarily know if I want, like, a full... Say that the Cardinals are playing the Marlins. I don't want a full game of the Marlins broadcasters uh, live. But I do like the idea of swapping color commentators for one game in a three-game series and actually hearing about the other team and letting some of the homerism that's that's prevalent or prevalent to my brother Michael who's still here uh, prevalent on a on a broadcast I, let that die a little bit let there be some discourse some actual dialogue about what's going on between these two teams instead of the same narrative like 
I love Tommy Edmond. You guys know I love Tommy Edmond. You know I love Brad Thompson. And you know I love Danny Mac more than life itself. But I'm tired of hearing that tired, tired narrative that Tommy Edmond hit cleanup at, at Stanford. That's boring. And it doesn't, it only tells half the story. It's just a sentence. It doesn't tell the background that, well, that's because Stanford has a different approach with the three hitter in their lineup. You know what I mean? Like, Tell the whole story. Don't just don't just reduce your broadcast to a narrative. And that's why I like having the other teams' uh, announcers involved in one game out of every three game series. Are you going to the home opener from Hap uh, Hap above one? I am. My brother Scott bought tickets and then managed to work it out. Uh, so I will be at the home opener. I didn't expect that. Uh, usually we're doing concrete and I can't get away this early in the year. Uh, but things are working out. Our good friend Ben Cerruti, who does the projections over at Birds on the Black. Go check those out. It says, Kyle, will you compare Waka when he was drafted and Roberts? Uh, so I think, if I remember correctly, when the Cardinals drafted Michael Waka, I think people thought that it was a bit of a reach. I think people thought he was on the fast track to the majors. Everyone thought about the change. They didn't necessarily think he had a third pitch uh, that, that would play. And that's kind of where we're at right now. But the curve is really good now because he worked on developing it. I think that uh, uh, most likely, like... I don't think Griffin Roberts, and so the other thing as I stumble upon this, keep in mind that Griffin Roberts spent two of his three years at Wake Forest as a relief pitcher. That changes that comparison dynamic. Uh, in that third year, he was so dynamic for his first, you know, I think, what do you have, like 16 starts? For his first, like, 10 starts, he was dynamic, lights out. He was commanding a changeup, commanding his sinker, commanding his slider. Uh, and then he fatigued out because he had never reached that those inning limits, those innings in pitching. So uh, what I'll say is, what makes them a lot alike is that when Waka was drafted, he had the, one of the five best changeups in the draft. Uh, when Griffin Roberts was drafted, he had the best slider in the draft, bar none. Uh, and both of them have a quick journey to the major leagues ahead of them. Uh, I love Griffin Roberts. I, I, I think that here in a year, like I said, a year and a half, we're talking about him being in the Cardinals uh, uh, bullpen, maybe. Uh, two years, and we're talking about him being a real option uh, in the rotation. I Look, I watched a couple of his starts early in the year when he was commanding that changeup. And I'm going to tell you right now, that changeup is better than it's given credit for. Uh, comparing the two is tough, Ben. Their journey to the majors makes – our journey to an organization makes it a little tough. Uh, but uh, let's just say that as good as Waka's changeup is uh, – and also remember, Waka wasn't throwing high 90s at Texas A&M. He was only throwing like mid-90s. So that wasn't there yet. Uh, but uh, – it's a little different. Same thing with Griffin Roberts. You know, Griffin Roberts, as a, as a reliever, was throwing 97, 98. Now, as a starter, he's only throwing, like, 94, 95. Uh, let's see. I would take the under with 86 wins from Shelton Mysterio. Hey, Shelton, what's up? I agree. Look, the thing about that 88.5, I, I would not touch that with a 99-and-a-half-foot pole. I wouldn't touch it with a 99-and-a-half-foot pole. No way. Uh, did you find someone to give Sean Farrell a hand job? Yeah, my brother Michael did. Um, uh, you'll soon say the exact phrase about 18-year-old Graham, right? Oh, yeah, I'll wear Graham like a suit. Our good friend Brian Walton said, my power is out. Uh, last juice on my phone joining in. Thanks for the kind words. Well, we all love prospects. Again, thank you for being here, Brian. Uh, will Brett Cecil throw another pitch for the Cardinals? Yes, he will. Get ready for it. Uh, Spaghetti Jones, haha, my wife just walked by and you said, I love that body on an 18-year-old. <laughs> Perfect timing. This is, uh, I love the body on an 18-year-old. Uh, I'm typing it in here, GIFs. I'm typing it in. Uh, I love the body on that 18-year-old episode. Boom. Uh, take the under, makes you show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody got muted. I wonder what happened there. Can I see it? 
Oh, <laughs> the moderator uh, muted the sex bot. Oh, that's funny stuff. 2019 cards, minor league pitcher and player of the year, hot takes. Uh, I'll say the minor league pitcher of the year ends up being, you know, I'll say Jake Woodford. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Helsley and Cabrera. Their path up and down. No, I'll say Ryan Helsley. I'm just going to stick with Ryan Helsley. Who the hitter of the year is, I will say it's Lane Thomas. Uh, six pack of Budweiser on deck for opening day. Now we're talking. You did not say, uh, Graham. Uh, they had to be on the market looking for left-handed pitcher, right? Or at least they should be. I think they should be. We just collectively kicked out a sex bot. Well done. Oh, no, we need more sex bots. Don't you do that to them. Uh, the devil's lettuce. We're talking about cannabis. Can we use Cecil, uh, to pitch batting practice and give confidence to our hitters? Um... Sure, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, just want to say thanks for all of this. Hey, it's my pleasure. Again, to all the pad people who have joined me for the Dirty 35, I raise my glass. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, can I model the pad gear from Stu Styles? You'd be a good model, boy. Uh, what's your read on Andrew Miller? Uh, coasting during the spring or damaged goods? Neither. I like, Michael, you know, my concern with Andrew Miller has always been that he's damaged goods. I worry that his velocity was right around 90 in every one of his appearances. Uh, I'm always... This spring was also different because so much work was going on in the backfields. You, you know, like, we missed a lot of starts by starts and appearances... Uh, because a lot of it was going on on the backfields. That's really interesting to me. Uh, I'm not worried yet. I, I don't. I don't invest much to what goes on in just spring training. Uh, position battles, like I said, things like that. You invest a little bit more. But a guy like Andrew Miller, I'm sure it's just a little bit of fucking with his shit and uh, and also getting over whatever that crankiness in his knee is. Uh, Gregerson threw a bullpen session a few days ago. Oh, he's alive then. Best ballpark in the Cardinals minor league system. Oh, look, I love AutoZone. Uh, Dozer is a great park, but for me, it'll always be Hammonds Field at Springfield. Uh, I'm nostalgic. I have uh, uh, so many great memories about that field. I, I love Hammonds and Springfield. Uh, Gregerson won't pitch for the Cardinals again. From John Greco, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but again, I don't know. Tommy Edmond hit third at Stanford for part of his junior season. Yeah, again, it's a great narrative to follow, but it's lazy. If I have uh, if I have time next week, I'm going to see the first game Springfield Cardinals play in Northwest Arkansas. Who's from Who's first SP in Double A? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, I'll say Evan Kuchinski gets the the start uh, opening day for Double A. If Waka has a great year, do the Cards qualify offer and let him walk? Uh, so here's the thing. Without knowing what the qualifying offer number is going to be, I don't know. And I was thinking about this before. I've got a feeling that qualifying offer number is going to be 19 a year. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals offer that to someone like Michael Waka, And he takes it. I mean, $19 million is a lot. And the way that baseball is changing now, uh, the free agent market, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it. Same thing with Marcelo Ozuna. Like, is Marcelo Ozuna, even if he has a good year and the Cardinals extend a qualifying offer, is he going to pass up on $19 million? He'd have to have a, an MVP-type season, in my opinion, to pass up on that. Same thing with Michael Waka. He'd have to have like a top-10 side finish to pass up on like $19 million. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, I've been out for a few weeks. Good to see you. Hey, uh, Ron Nuttall. Hello. Oh, and also, Estio Cup of Joe back forth, back back to back here. Hello, my good people. Uh, as Estio Cup of Joe enters, I raise my, my pad mug, brought to you by the amazing Cardinals gifts uh, to Jaden Schwartz, half of our babies of Prospects After Dark, uh, the official sponsors of Babies, Prospect After Dark, uh, to the, the Schwartz family, I raise my glass. Uh, amazing stuff. 
what if you read uh, uh, what did you read on Carlos Martinez and do you think that he has an expiration date with the team? I don't know, man. I think after this year, anything could happen, Michael. Uh, I, my read on him is that he isn't healthy right now. He's building up his innings. And more than likely, when he's ready to go, uh, the Cardinals will need help in the rotation. That's my guess. Uh, if the Cardinals don't need help in their rotation by that point, that meant everything went pretty damn well with the rotation. Uh, so that's amazing stuff. Uh, but then again, a lot of people have him slotted for the bullpen, too. I don't know what's going to happen. Here's what I think. I think if he's healthy enough to pitch, which I believe he will be, uh, I think whichever role he is needed, uh, he'll fill. I think we're talking about Alex Reyes from 2018. That's what we're going to see out of Carlos Martinez in 2019, and I think that that's best for the club. And I'm willing to bet that when he comes back, he's going to be healthy, and he's going to be a big, big lightning rod for the organization when he comes back. Uh, farthest home run this year, O'Neill or Goldschmidt? I'll say Greg Garcia. Uh, no, I'll say, uh, uh, man, I'll say Paul DeYoung hits the furthest home run this year. Roberts and Henesis will be September call-ups and help with the playoff push. More than likely, Helsley and Henesis. But remember, and I could be wrong about this, the rules have changed, right? And I, I think that it goes into effect this year, and I could be wrong. Again, I was working on the Dirty 35, and now I'm behind on all the new rule changes. Uh, but uh, I, I think... That what they do, they max it at 28 players with 14 pitchers, and I think that that could change. Now, it might be open this year, it might be next year that those changes come in effect come September 1st, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, that would mean the Cardinals would have to be really creative about who they brought up and how they brought them up. Uh, I, I would think that if Helsley's had a, a successful year and Henesis has had a successful year and they, haven't already, they aren't already a part of the 25-man, that they'd be your first two options. Uh, free the sex bots. I agree, intern Maddie. VHS says sex bots are the only reason any of us have any followers. That's fact. And also the only reason worth living. Hot take, Kyle better than the athletic. And that is crazy. Uh, hello, Mr. Santa. Is Santa? Oh, I guess I look like a black bearded Santa. Uh, I need to use Squinty Bobble. I need to see Squinty Bobble from James Goes Boom. Here's Squinty Bobble from my cousin Charlie. Look at Squinty Bobble. And I'll go, hold on. Squinty Bobble gets his appearance and then faces that beautiful woman up there. Uh, VHS, a lot of, like, uh, couldn't agree more. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Matt Wheaties is the best backup catcher since 04. Matt Wheaties, I love that. Matt Wheaties is the best backup catcher that the Cardinals have had since AJ Pruszynski. And I'm glad that the Cardinals went with him. And I'm also going to say, too, that, that that was some type of, like, real competition between Francisco Pena and Matt Wheaters is nuts. It's crazy. And it goes to show you exactly how much sway Yadier Molina has. Because if this was any other organization, the minute they signed Matt Wheaters, it would have been like, oh, no, that that dude, that's our backup catcher. As a matter of fact, he's going to split half of the starts between our starting catcher. Uh, but it just goes to show you what kind of sway Mr. Molina has. Uh, let's see. Do you have your MILB subscription yet from Pat B? I'm waiting for them to renew it. They haven't renewed it yet. Uh, I was on the phone on three different occasions this week talking to MILB, which, by the way, uh, if you want to talk about poor customer service, let's talk about the MILB folks. Uh, you, they don't answer your emails. They don't give you information when you call. Uh, and when you harass them on Twitter, they're not really receptive to it. Who would have thought? Uh, anyways, MILB is terrible, uh, but they're upgrading their media players, so hopefully it's better than what it was last year. We're just going to have to wait and see. I don't have the highest of hopes for it. And, uh, you know, whatever. <sighs> Isn't Boris Ozuna's agent? If so, he will pass on 19 mil. Yeah, but it'd be a dumb move. You might, that's a good point. Oh, he'll probably push him. Uh, let's see. Michael Walker is the Cards MLBPA rep. I could see him not taking a qualifying offer to take a stand. Yeah, maybe. 
maybe. But $19 million is a lot. Uh, it'd be a dumb stand to take. How, from Ethan Hetty, how much is MILB TV per season? It's going to be $50 this season uh, for the subscription. You, you get a ton of games. Uh, again, all of the Memphis games, all of the Springfield games, nearly all of the Peoria games. And then when the short season kicks in, State College will be available. Other than that, it's dicey. Uh, they're all available. And they're, look, if you like minor league baseball, they're worth watching. Just remember that the minor league teams play at the same time the Cardinals play. So if you want to get your most bang for your buck, make sure you have two screens that you can watch them on uh, and that, that you'll really, really enjoy it. A lot of those minor league games are pretty damn boring. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, do I support the troops? Of course. Everyone supports the troops. Even the people who protest stuff support the troops. That's all I've got. Uh, which organization is in the best shape now? In the future, Cards or Blues? Cardinals, always the Cardinals. My doggy Ghost just jumped on the bed and fell asleep quickly, but I know he loves you, Kyle. Uh, that's because Ghost is ready. He's he, Look, winter's coming and Ghost is ready for it. Uh, what can we expect from Weeders? Uh, 30 starts, 125 at-bats. And uh, basically forgetting he exists for large, long spells of time. Will the Memphis Redbirds win a third straight PCL title this year? From Roy McAvoy, uh, who is a Memphisonian. Mem Memphistian? Uh, Roy McAvoy, who is a Memphistian. Uh, he, look, they're going to be good. The Cardinals are have most of their talent up at the upper levels between AA and AAA. There's no reason to think they couldn't do it again. Just found out I'm getting Taco Bell tonight. Hell yes from Josh. What you getting, boy? Uh, start. Okay, so that's an effect in 2020. Good. Yes, then bring them all up. I hope they have 40 people up. Uh, my wet dreams are mostly Michaelis' home run trot. God, it's so Ron Burgundy. Michael's, Miles Michaelis, Cy Michaelis is so much Ron Burgundy. It's comical. Uh, does the 26-man roster go into effect this year? Uh, again, I think we just found out it goes into effect in 2020. Ah, yeah, I can't believe that Dakota Hudson was your number one prospect from Graham. I know, I know. Look, see, this is the thing, and I take pride in this. I try my hardest to give you an unbiased top 35. Uh, I try to take my bias out of it, and I try to be as accurate as possible. Uh, I, you know, some things I get a little creative with, the back of the list, you know, my 35th prospect I end up getting super creative with. Um, you know, I try to give you the best list I can. Uh, while omitting my own personal biases. Uh, Matt Wieners might be terrible from VHS. He could very well be terrible. It's not like he's been amazing uh, for the long haul, but he's better than Francisco Pena. Uh, how do I get my hands on one of those bobbleheads? That's a great question. You're going to have to talk to my cousin Charlie. Uh, let's see. The bobblehead is the best. I literally laughed out loud. I love that too. I, I don't know about that. I don't know about anything from St. Louis News 05. Uh, I'm waiting to get mine too. I just wasn't sure if it was being, if I was being dumb. Yeah. Again, MILB TV is, it's run just like MILB. It's done poorly. Intern Maddie says, which Cardinal will have the best fantasy value this season? Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, right. I can't imagine it being anybody but Paul Goldschmidt. You know, again, if you're talking about fantasy value, I think, I think it's going to end up being, uh, Goldschmidt, Carpenter, and DeYoung with Ozuna right there. I think that those four are probably your best fantasy options. Uh, the dude is now 46 for 46. Two games left. Incredible. That is incredible. Good for him. Uh, sounds like they need to upgrade customer service. Yeah, they do. MLB folks are sweatshop. Yeah, they they run sweatshops pretty much. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Fisting what the hell, Kyle. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hicks, fisting what the hell, Kyle. Hey, look, you know what, Mr. Hicks? We're here to talk about fisting and coochie and 18-year-old uh, bodies more than anything. 
Are you still going to do this on Sunday nights once Game of Thrones starts? So, tonight marks three weeks until we get Game of Thrones, and the answer is absolutely not. More than likely, next Sunday will be our last Sunday of Prospects After Dark. Uh, maybe one more Sunday after that. Uh, and then we'll rotate. It, it'll be weekly. You'll have to keep an eye on Twitter, Birds on the Black, myself and Cardinals Gifts. We'll let you know when we're going to do it. We'll do it on days when Cardinals have the day off. Uh, and we'll figure it out from there. A lot of times that means Thursday. Most of the time it means Tuesday. Might be a Monday here. Might be a Wednesday here. Uh, we'll try to do it Sunday as often as possible once Game of Thrones is over, though. Uh, Supreme Crunch Rapparito. Good for you. Uh, 21-0 on my Cardinal MLB 26 show franchise. That's awesome. Uh, are you concerned that one of our top three hitters is a bench bat? No, and I'm sure you're talking about Jose Martinez. Uh, let me tell you why I'm not concerned, because that guy is a terrible, terrible fielder. Uh, and also, he's going to get a ton of at-bats still. Uh, what I'll be concerned about with Jose yeah, is that, like, if Dexter Fowler plays like shit and he's still playing, or if Marcelo Zuna's playing like shit and he's still playing, then I'm worried. But hopefully Mike Schilt, uh, Coach, Coach Master General Schilt, is aggressive enough that if Fowler and Ozuna and Bader are playing like shit come the end of April, uh, he's getting aggressive with Jose Martinez and Tyler O'Neill. Uh, Molina needs to quit thinking his uh, DiMaggio and Ripken and take more days off. It will help him. You know, John Greco, five years ago I agree with you. Three years ago I agree with you. But now we're basically playing with borrowed time. I can't help but think that if he if he reduces his time, he'd compromise himself in the long run. I That's just what I believe. I feel like I've been brainwashed by him to believe that. You think that that makes sense, but, you know, I think about concrete, John, and it was nice to meet you that one day when you came out to the job, but I'll be honest, like, if I do concrete every day, I'm fine. I'm physically fine. If I take a week off from concrete and I go back to concrete, I'm a mess. It takes me, like, three weeks to get back in the swing of it. So maybe playing every day and as often as possible is the best thing for him. Uh, should be a 30-man roster and no commercial breaks during pitching changes. 30-man roster. Wow, that's a lot of people. Uh, I like that just because I love players and I love it, but 30-man roster is a lot of people. We'll see what 26-man look like next year and take it from there. Uh, I, I Look, I, I love shortened commercial breaks too. Uh, shortened breaks between innings, between half innings, that's something Major League Baseball needs to do. They're going to do, and I'm excited about it. Uh, thoughts about Hudson as the number three starter in the rotation? I love it. I think he's earned it. I like that he's going before Wayno. I don't know how I feel about him going before Waka, but I'll tell you what, I've seen more of him than I've seen of Michael Waka this spring, and uh, I feel more comfortable with Dakota Hudson in that spot than I do Michael Waka. And hopefully it lights a fire underneath Michael Waka, too. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see, but I will say that, look, after Michaelis and Flaherty, I like that Wayno's a fifth starter. And Waka Hudson can flip. But I, I think it's a nice little reward to Dakota Hudson for being as good as he is. Uh, what's in the mug? We are drinking Knob Creek tonight. Knob Creek. Also, they're starting to make these little drinks. Like an old-fashioned with Knob Creek in it. And like a martini and a margarita. Pick those up if you see them. I, they're called like mixers or something like that. They come in bottles about yay big. They're incredible. Ah, day game next Sunday. Uh, DH in 2020 will be ideal for Martinez. If he's still around in 2020, we're going to have to wait and see what his 2019 looks like. Tyler O'Neill, 18-year-old body, beats Gormans. That's probably true, Brent Esquire. Uh, you know, I wrote it in my Dirty 35 write-up of, of Nolan Gorman. People forget because of what we've seen out, what we have seen out of Tyler O'Neill at the major league level. But Tyler O'Neill made it through Seattle's organization lightning quick. He won a, uh, an MVP award at AA when he was 2021. Uh, he was a triple crown winner at the, in the Southern League at the time too. Nolan Gorman has that future, but remember, 
we see what it looks like going from being an MVP at double A to what it looks like at the major leagues when you have a big strikeout in your game. Like when striking out is part of your game. There's still a lot of work to be done for Nolan Gorman. Uh, he seems to be on the fast track, similar to what Tyler O'Neill was at the same age. Uh, which Cardinal is most likely to overperform relative to what most expect? Uh, Colton Wong seems like the obvious answer to this to me. Uh, everyone seems down on Colton Wong. You know, last year it was Max Schrock should be your second baseman. This year it seems like people are saying Colton Wong needs to keep an eye out for Tommy Edmond. And I don't disagree with either of those in those moments. But I don't think people have high expectations other than good defense for Colton Wong. And I think that he's a better hitter than that. Water. Uh, what would you rather eat with your chicken, ranch, or ketchup? Oh, ranch, easy. I don't like ketchup. I'd rather have mustard. I think Jose gets some starts in the outfield for a couple at-bats and then gets subbed out. I agree. Uh, late inning, I, I think that that's it, Kiefer, right? You'll, you'll start him in right field. He'll get three at-bats, and then they'll swap him out for Yairo Munoz or something stupid like that. Uh, biggest mistake the Cardinals made this decade was making Matheny manager instead of Francona. That could very well be true, but you know what? If you follow anyone who follows the Indians, they love Terry Francona, but they also are pretty annoyed by some of the things that Terry Francona does, too. Uh, would it have made a difference? I I think back to 2014, and I think, yeah, it definitely would have made a difference. Would have been a difference between a World Series win and a World Series loss. I don't I don't know about that. Uh, I love Terry Francona. Uh, I just think that, like, Sometimes we put too much emphasis on what the manager can do. I do think 2014 would have been a very, very different season, a very, very different outcome. But I wouldn't be surprised if we would be yelling for Terry Francona to be fired uh, the same time we were yelling for Mike Matheny to be fired. Uh, Carpenter, Goldschmidt, Ozuna, you got to bang one, marry one, kill one. We call that MM, uh, M, uh, MFKs, Donovan, 7129. Uh, we do these all the time, the MFK. So if I'm, if I had to pick in between the MFK of Carpenter, Goldschmidt, Ozuna, I always marry the tubbiest one. That's Ozuna. I just feel like there's a lot of love to be passed around for years. Uh, Ozuna is the married. If I had to, if I had to bang one, I think I'd bang Carp. And I think I'd have to kill Goldschmidt in this particular situation. Remember, we're only talking about sex. I'm from Florida, and I will be going to opening weekend. Uh, what are the must-dos in St. Lou from WBZ93? Uh, so somebody said Blue City Deli from Ala Moses. That's my cousin Charlie. Blue City Deli's overrated. Go check it out, but it's overrated. It's just a deli place. They make good sandwiches. You can get a good sandwich anywhere. Any place that says that they make great sandwiches is an asshole. Uh, everybody makes great sandwiches. It's a sandwich. Uh, go to, if you want a good burger, go to High Point. High Point's great. Do all the stuff that's for free, right? Uh, do the art museum. Do the zoo. Do the arch grounds. They just redid the arch grounds. You're going to be safe downtown. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, just, you know, don't go to the landing. The landing's stupid. Uh, if you like to gamble, go to Lumiere. It's a lot of fun in Lumiere if that's your thing. It's not my thing, so I don't have a lot of fun there, but other people do. Uh, that's the kind of shit that I would do. You could spend days in Forest Park. I live near Forest Park. I would recommend spending as much time as you possibly can in the museums uh, and just Forest Park in general. I think it's great. Uh, there's plenty of eateries. St. Louis was just named like the second best place for local eats uh, uh, in America. Do your research. Check that out. There's a place called The Hill where all the Italian restaurants are. All of those places are great. Check out all of that. Uh, look, the one thing when you come to St. Louis is you're not going to be disappointed in the eats. Just find great restaurants. Uh, look, if you find a little mom and pop spot, I guarantee you it's better than any other place you'd find uh, from a, a chain perspective. And it's going to be the highest quality food that you can imagine. Other than that, just enjoy yourself. If you're a park person, St. Louis has plenty of county-sponsored and city-sponsored parks. Uh, there's a ton of them. Lone Elk, 
Uh, if you can, if you want to hike, do that. Something like that. Again, I don't know what your three day weekend looks like, but uh, there's plenty to do in St. Louis. Uh, ketchup sucks. I agree. What is your card's predicted record? I'll say 162 and 0. I keep forgetting we don't have to pay the Matheny tax this year. Oh, that's so good. Uh, Indians easily uh, should have won in 16 though. Uh, please give your preferred batting order one through five. Uh, how about this? Matt Carpenter, what my preferred is, is whoever scores the most runs. I want those five to constantly be adjusting depending on how people are hitting. That's it. That's it. I want Carpenter leading off, and I don't care who two through five is. I just want somebody to get on base in front of Paul Goldschmidt so Paul Goldschmidt can do damage. I, I don't know if that means Carpenter Goldschmidt. I don't know if that means Carpenter Fowler Goldschmidt, I don't know if that means whatever. I, if somehow Colton Wong's hitting, getting on base 36% of the time. Maybe it's Colton Wong there in the two spot. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care at all what one through five looks like as long as they're scoring runs. Uh, if, if the Cardinals are going to go on a tear with Yadier Molina hitting second like they did last year, put Yadier Molina second. It doesn't matter. Just optimize your lineup, uh, based on who's hitting well to get the most runs possible. And other than Carpenter in the one spot, don't lock anyone into any position. Uh, my feelings are hurt. Sorry, Charlie. Uh, probably not wise to kill Goldie after he signed that extension. Did, oh, well, 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 now you kill him because if he dies, he's still got that cash. Uh, you're a dirty daddy, aren't you? I am a dirty daddy. Uh, and in St. Louis, eat t rives everywhere. Look, you're going to find t rives everywhere. Uh, game six is pretty nice. Right outside the right field gate and down the road. Oh, yeah, so again, uh, that's uh, the Cam Jansen Show. Check that out. Uh, Intern Maddie, one of the places they go to, it's Game 6, and I can't think of what it's called. It's got a bunch of names after that. Uh, I've heard nothing but positive things about that little bar out there. Check that out. Look, if you're going to go to a Cardinal game too, check out Patios. They do amazing stuff. Uh, again, food, Salt and Smoke is my favorite place for, for uh, barbecue. Adam's Smokehouse is really good. Look, there's so much food all over the place. Uh, but if you're going to go to a Cardinal game and you drink, check out Patios before the game because you have to. Holy Shield says, yo, what's up? Uh, everyone talking shit about the batting order are cops. I agree. Uh, uh, I'm Jerry. Hello, Jerry Sandusky. Welcome to our extravaganza via prison. Would you entertain hitting Fowler 8th or ninth to get more guys on for Carp and Goldie? I don't care. I don't care at all. Uh, sure. I, I, you know, Burley, I know you said in our little group chat that you would be interested in hitting Fowler 8th or ninth for that very reason. I think, look, it just depends, right? It depends on how Fowler's hitting. I don't know. You know, like, I know that people talk about uh, Bader or Wong hitting ninth, pitcher hitting eighth. I don't know. I don't care. I feel the same way about the back of the lineup that I feel about the front of the lineup. And I know it isn't a hot take, and I know it's whatever. But, uh, you know, it doesn't mean a damn thing to me. I just want the best hitters in the lineup where they need to be to maximize the run production. That's all I care about. I don't want it set. I want it flexible. A Goldie hit one to South America today. Luke Floosh. Hey, Luke. How are you, buddy? We haven't talked or seen you in a while. Welcome to our extravaganza. We miss you. I'm going to raise my glass to uh, Luke Floosh and Corey Sanzone. To those fellas. We're drinking Knob Creek. Yeah, that home run that Goldschmidt hit today was a monster. You know, I, again, that's my thought. Look, uh, I watch a lot of Memphis games, right? And one thing that Mr. Stubby Clapp did extremely well is he was constantly moving players in that lineup to maximize the offense. Uh, Angry Fisherman says poop. This is definitely poop. Uh, thoughts on Shreve DFA from Graham. Graham, you know, I don't really have any thoughts. I was surprised that it happened. The Cardinals love their assets. Uh, it tells me that Gregerson isn't headed for the 60-day IL, and neither is uh, Lions or Lions. Cecil, Jesus. Rest in peace, Tyler Lions. Uh, I... 
I'm anxious to see what happens from here. I'm anxious to see if he clears waivers and finds his way back in the organization. I'm anxious to see if the Cardinals can find a trade partner for him. If they just let him go on waivers. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think that he's a better option than Tyler Webb, but this is what happens when you run out of minor league options. Uh, let's see. I love when people imitate children monsters on Twitter. It's so funny. I don't know what's going on there. If I go to a 115 game, where do I go after to tie one on and then eat? Uh, again, there's plenty of, pay- there's plenty of places within walking distance of there. Uh, I think a lot of people would say Ballpark Village. Patios can do that for you. Uh, if you're not afraid to Uber and go somewhere, go down to the, uh, what I would do is I'd come down here to the Central West End. I'd get some Kingside Diner, which is that greasy food, but you can also get booze there. Uh, you can get cheap booze around the stadium. Get yourself some greasy food at the Kingside Diner or High Point. Uh, look, there's plenty of places within a 15 minute drive. Uh, Schlafly Tap Room. They have great fruit, food and great booze. There's plenty of, like, little breweries. Like, that's one thing about St. Louis that a lot of people don't realize. Uh, there's plenty of great breweries in the area to, to enjoy and love microbrews. Uh, just Google search that and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. One great thing about this town, too, is a lot of these breweries have really good food. Keep that in mind. Uh, where does Alaris Montero play, uh, in the bigs? My guess is third base. I think, look, I think, again, read my dirty 35 write-up over at Birds on the Black. He's my prospect number two. I think we're underselling his ability to play third. I, again, I think he's a lot like Pujols was at third base. I think more than likely if he ends up moving to left field, you're talking about a Pujols like left field. Uh, long-term future, probably a DH or a first baseman. But you're talking about a kid who just turned 20, will be 21 come August, I think. Uh, who could play third for three seasons, just no matter where that power is going to be. Remember, as we wrote in the Dirty 35 write-up of Elias Montero, uh, it takes him a while to get his power rolling at the next level. Goldschmidt looks like my 45-year-old uncle. He kind of looks like a priest who would touch children. Uh, with the new manager at AAA, have a hug watch. Oof, I think so. It's funny, you know, as I was trying to gift stuff for the Dakota Hudson uh, article that I wrote today over at Birds on the Black, uh, since my archive was kind of wiped clean for the most part, uh, that little hug watch there where Stubby came out and was talking to Hudson and gave him a hug and then sent him in and Hudson went and made his major league debut, that was whatever. You know, like, it was cool. It was awesome. Uh, Mr. Johnson seems like the kind of guy who would do that too. I like him a lot. Uh, do I like DeYoung behind Goldie? I don't know how I feel. I know that I didn't like it today. Uh, but we're going to have to wait and see what it looks like in the regular season. I don't know. Again, I know that it's such a cop-out. And I, you know, it's a cop-out, but I would recommend that everyone else follows the same strategy when it comes to the lineup. And that's, let's be flexible. Let's give DeYoung a week. And if it's shit, let's move him. Let's move his Ozuna up. Or let's move uh, Yachty up. Or let's put Dexter in the three-hole. Like, let's get aggressive. Let's be smart about what we're doing. I, I don't have a problem with it going into the season. But if it's shit, let's change it and change it quick. Uh, I think a week is enough time, even though it's a small sample size, to get creative with a lineup if it's not working. When was the last time you cleared your Google history from Intern Maddie? Great question, Intern Maddie. I did it on my phone two days ago, and I don't know how to do it on my computer, and that's where it's super weird. Enjoy yourself. I uh, hated to see Hennessy's falter in spring. Speaking of the last few bullpen spots, yeah, uh, see Hennessy's falter, see Helsley falter. But again, uh, I, I hope that people don't hold that against them as they make their own perceptions and opinions on how these players are. They are not that pitcher, both Helsley and Hennessy. They're better than that.
Uh, Be Real 5 says, after seeing the contract, do you still feel the Cards would have been better to sign Machado or Bryce Harper? Yes, I do. I do think that the Cardinals would have been better to sign Bryce Harper uh, than Paul Goldschmidt. I'll stand by that until the day I die. With Matt Carpenter on your, on your roster and plenty of options to move to first base, yes, I would rather have Bryce Harper in right field over the long term, getting his peak years between the ages of 26 and 31, than I would... Uh, Five years at the back end of Paul Goldschmidt's career. But more importantly, and I want fans to take this. This next part is the most important thing maybe I'll say tonight. They could have had both Harper and Goldschmidt and been fine financially. That's been my issue, right? $26 million a year, $25 million a year, sure, that's $51 million annually for the next five years that you would have tied up into two process, two players. But you know what? They're playing Yadier, they're paying Yadier Molina $20 million. They just got underneath 19.5 from Wayno. Sure, they're paying Michael is 16 or 17, but they could afford it. They could have afforded both Harper and Goldschmidt at both of those prices and been fine. And I would have felt way better about this team if that was the case. And you know what? That would have been the equivalent of having offensive Edmonds and offensive Roland in your lineup. And sure, you don't have Pujols, but it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they could have afforded both. And if they had to choose, I would definitely rather pay. For 13 years, including five years of the prime years of Bryce Harper, then the five years of the back end of, of Paul Goldschmidt. Now, I do think that the Goldschmidt contract, that five years, 130, or whatever it is, is, is worth it. It's definitely worth it. I'm glad they gave it to him. But I don't think it's a reason to have not signed Bryce Harper. Uh, and the, the whole Machado thing is another thing that I'm staying out of. Oh, yeah, the Broadway Oyster Bar from Red October Rants. I agree. Gramophone, my cousin Charlie. So I will say this, Charlie. I'll take a gramophone sandwich over a Blue City Deli sandwich any day of the week. Uh, yeah, I think Blue City's fine, though. Uh, St. Louis is underrated in leisure capacity. I agree. I think St. Louis is an underrated city. Uh, and I think that it's a bummer that everyone moves out to the county because of the school system and because they hate black people. Uh... Uh, Max is in Dogtown. I have a black eye currently from the fake GM Gersh. You do. Uh, Kingside Downer is owned by Rex Sinfeld. Don't go there. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, crawfish enchiladas have some good stuff. Did Goldie get scared about potentially being stuck in free agency? I don't think so. Look, I think five years, 130 for the back half of his career is a really good, like, I think it's accurate. I think it's right where these contracts should be. He didn't get two years. Uh, he didn't get $30 million a year, and that's exactly what he should get. That's a perfect contract for both the player and the team for the production in the years. That's where it should be. Uh, what your take on Dylan Carlson? Uh, he's my number 10 prospect in my Dirty 35. Go to Birds on the Black. Read about him. He's amazing. He's a great young man. He still has a lot of work to do. He still gets on top of the baseball. He needs to become a better right-handed hitter. He's a good outfielder. He's going to be a really good outfielder with a really strong arm. Uh, he impressed during spring training. And he's, again, he's going to be a major league player. We know that. It's just what degree of major league player he's going to be is, is yet to be decided. Uh, it, it, he needs to stay within the baseball, not on top of it. But we know about Dylan Carlson that he has all the intangibles. Uh, he's a smart kid. He's a strong kid. He's a dedicated kid. He's the kind of kid that you would want if you were a father or a mother. Uh, and uh, that's going to go a long way. Graham asked, am I seasoned or unseasoned? Come and ask me when you're 18, Graham. You'll taste it yourself. Uh, Roy McAvoy said, It's cool that Johnson get the Redbird manager job because he's a Memphistian. He is a Memphistian. Yeah, and you know, his dad lives in Memphis. And, oh, God, I just changed it to Memphis. So uh, his dad lives in Memphis, and uh, his dad's going to go from going to 10 games a year for the Memphis Redbirds to going to 70 games a year for the Memphis Redbirds. 
Uh, Victoria says she's back. Hello, Victoria. You didn't miss much? No. Uh, your way of thinking of the lineup is amazing. I know. Look, but here's the thing. Again, Stubby Clapp did really good at Memphis by just changing the lineup depending on who was hot to fit the lineup, to fit it. And again, I love Carpenter lead off. I don't want to fuck with that at all, but the Cardinals need to be smart about the lineup. Look, if Goldie hitting second isn't working out, if you're not winning games, if you're not driving in runs, find somebody to get on base between them. Uh, if Wong is getting on base, it should be him. If it's Bader, it should be him. If it's DeYoung, it should be him. Just be creative with the lineup. You have to be creative with the lineup. Uh, you'll have any thoughts on the new hitting coach from Max uh, Atloff. Uh, Max Atloff. I think that I'm really excited about what it looks like over an entire season. As we've been saying through Prospects After Dark for this entire offseason, we need to be really, really careful about our own expectations of what it is. I think it's going to be a good move in the long run. It's a huge philosophical change for the organization. So it's going to take some time to kick in. I think by the time we get to the All-Star break, we're going to see the, see it really, really paying off. I don't know if we'll see it really, really paying off at the get-go. Uh, but I think by the time we get to the All-Star break, we'll see his philosophy and the data he's giving to the players uh, start to really sink in. And I think by the end of the year, we'll, we'll have a very good take on what Jeff Albert is. Uh, but again, he's still a hitting coach, and it's up to the players to buy in to what he's selling. So we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, are you season or unseason? We already went that. Uh, why worry about history on your phone when you can use private browsing? I don't know how to do any of that. Uh, who replaced the clap? A gentleman named Johnson, I, Ben Johnson. Uh, he, he won the, uh, he played, he was a manager of the AAA champion Durham Bowls last year. So the Cardinals are in good hands. Look, everyone loves this guy. He's from Memphis. Uh, everyone loves him. The Cardinals are in great shape. Uh, Goldie will be Holiday 2.0. He's not going to be Prime Pools. Again, I think you're talking about uh, the end of Scott Rowland's career, which is basically Matt Holiday 2.0. Who could we be saving up for in the future as in like free agency from St. Louis News 05? No one. I think free agency, and again, we have to wait and see what happens after this collective bargaining, after this coming collective bargaining agreement. We're going to have to wait and see what happens after that. But I think what we saw this last week where everyone is signing extensions, I think we're starting to see that free agency for the next couple of years is going to be somewhat of a barren wasteland. Uh, who are they saving up for? All those guys are going to be signed. So they're not saving up for anyone. Uh, they're just being smart with their money from a business standpoint. And just something we're going to have to deal with. Uh, is Pools actually healthy? We're going to find out. Drew Robinson made some nice diving plays at short and third. Yeah, you know, Drew Robinson's a better third baseman than I gave him credit for. When the Cardinals traded for him, they were talking about playing him at short and playing him in the outfield. And I had seen him play short and I had seen him play the outfield. And I thought, he's okay out there, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, and I still feel that way at short, although he made a couple of nice diving plays. But he's a better third baseman than I gave him credit for. And I want to own that. Like, I want to I want to be able to say out loud that I was wrong about the the type of defender that Drew Robinson is. Uh, my cousin Charlie says, how fewer errors do the Cardinals commit this year by percentage or number? Charlie, errors don't mean a goddamn thing, so it doesn't matter. Uh, don't invest into errors. Don't invest into fielding percentage. Take them as numbers along with, again, don't invest into DRS. Most of the defensive metrics are bullshit anyways. Uh, how much, I'll say they're, they commit 10% less error. No, that's a lot. They commit 7%, 6% less errors. 6% less errors. Uh, I love me some Wildwood and Chesterfield from John Greco. Yeah, me too. Uh, you ever had a Legend Club sandwich from Legrand's Meat Market? Oh, Legrand's is so good too. Legrand's is so good. Uh, let's see. Good evening all from Sweaty Teddy. Hello. But you're supposed to hit the top of the ball. Oh, God, that's so good, Pet B. Uh, Dylan Carlson equals Andy Van Slyke. Again, uh, Andy Van Slyke predates me as a Cardinal fan. I'm going to stay out of that. Uh, I think the body type there, just from my own understanding of what Andy Van Slyke's body type was, I kind of like that a lot. 
Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, Andy Van Slyke, I'm pretty sure, went to a couple All-Star games. That's a hefty, hefty uh, tag to put on a player who's 20 years old, who's never played at a level that, like, he was age-appropriate for. He's probably not going to be there this year, probably struggle a little bit in Memphis, or at Double uh, A in Springfield, I would think, too. So let's wait, give it maybe a year before we start really thinking about who Dylan Carlson has a potential to compare to. Uh, do the cards make any big moves next year with big free agents, uh, not knowing we don't need first? I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I, I don't know what to think about the Cardinals' outlook. I know that they have plenty of outfielders, so if they lose Marcelo Zuna, they don't really need to react in the outfield market. Uh, I think it all depends on how Paul DeYoung and uh, uh, Colton Wong do this year. But then again, I think they're probably pretty bullish on Ramon Urias and Edmundo Sosa. And Tommy Edmond to maybe fill a second base or utility role. I, I think the, what gets really interesting is if Matt Carpenter gets hurt or has a down year, what could happen there? But I think the Cardinals more than likely, uh, other than to supplement the rotation, which is where they could have some big questions depending on Martinez's health and Reyes's health, uh, and also Michaelis and Flaherty, what happens this year. I, I don't see them spending big in the free agent markets coming up. Uh, Maggie says she missed everything. Maggie, I'm so glad you're here. I miss having you in here. Uh, I think that you're the best and I miss pictures of Al. Uh, let's see. Living in Northern Illinois, the Cubs' success has increased the quality of high school baseball. That's good. I like to hear that. Look, uh, what all, the other thing I want to say from Hayden March, who said, made the comment about high school baseball being increased. As a guy who coaches 14 year olds, 13 and 14 year olds, again, this is the second group. The first group I coached from 10 to 14. This group I'm coaching from 10 to 14, or 11 to 14. The quality of baseball in general over the last nine years and even the last four years has changed completely. All kids get hitting lessons. Every kid gets pitching lessons. Uh, they're all part of club sports. Just the product in general has increased exponentially over the last couple of years because of the accessibility of it. Uh, and also like the accessibility of learning about it as former players and former coaches uh, charge for private services. As club teams become more common, as travel teams become more common as it's easier to get into these facilities as it's ever been, uh, as kids are starting at a younger age on a professional trek uh, than they ever have, the entire product uh, is getting better. I think the card should have extended Mike Trout. I agree. I think I don't know why they didn't just offer Trout the same contract that the Angels did. Uh, got stubby right in my pants. Lindor hasn't signed, uh, signed, which is interesting. Yeah, but Lindor has a couple years, right? He's not a free agent after this year. He still has a couple years. Uh, the one guy who's interesting is Anthony Rendon. He's the one guy. You know, I would have thought by now that he would sign an extension. We're going to wait and see what happens right now. Uh, what happens? We're going to have to wait to see what happens in that regard. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Rendon's agent is telling him, look, all these guys are signing extensions. You're going to have teams fighting over your over you this coming off season. Don't sign an extension. Don't sign an extension. That might just be the case, but we're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, but you know, Lindor still has a couple of years, I think thoughts on Yairo in the outfield. Look, I think just like with Jose Martinez, you put him out there in a pinch. I think he makes great plays because he gets himself in terrible positions. Uh, but other than that, I don't know why he would spend any time in the outfield with the outfield options that you have on the 40 man between Lane Thomas, uh, even, uh, and Tyler O'Neill. I'm just going to start there because there's plenty of 40, even Jag, you know what I mean? Like, I like Gyro's bat better than I like Jag's bat from a contact standpoint. Uh, but again, I, there's no reason to put Gyro in the outfield. There's no reason to put Drew Robinson in the outfield. Not when you have Tyler O'Neill on the 25 man and someone like Lane Thomas, uh, uh, you know, in reserves. Betts and Bryant will most likely hit free agency. We're going to have to wait and see. I think, I think, I wouldn't be surprised if Mookie Betts ends up re-signing. Chris Bryant will hit free agency. That's a good point. 
But again, I don't think that uh, uh, I don't think that Mr. Bryant would sign with the Cardinals. Don't know though. Uh, what's up with Bryce Denton? It's a great question. I don't know. He'll start at Palm Beach and hopefully he'll make a name for himself. Do you think Chase and Shreve clears waivers? I think the Cardinals find a trade partner for him and get some, you know, minor leaguer who never makes a major league impact in the deal. If Tyler O'Neill from the Redbird way, if Tyler O'Neill had Ryan Helsley's lower half, would he be the peak of human evolution? Yeah. Yeah. Canadian, super upper body, uh, large dick. And also that lower half, yeah, yeah, he'd be what we're all aspiring to be. Plus, he'd have to have Helsley's height, like that's six foot two. Uh, you know, he's only like five eleven. That Tyler O'Neill. Uh, your lives are three times as good as Schaefer's. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Look, I love Brendan Schaefer too. I want to say that. Uh, concrete Kyle, what is the secret of Roman concrete? I've heard that it's uh, urine. How many years does Carpenter have left in him before he retires? Already thirty three. Is Carpenter thirty three? I thought Carpenter was like thirty four. I thought Matt Carpenter was older than that. Uh, my guess is that, look, they'll pick up his option next year if he has uh, a good year. He is 33. He'll be 34 in November. Uh, my guess is that he has three more years as a St. Louis Cardinal. They'll pick up his option next year. More than likely, he'll have a decent year this year. They'll pick up his option next year. Then they'll sign him to a couple of contracts and uh, try to milk his prostate for all it's worth. No way the Indians afford Lindor. He'll be 26 when he hits free agency. That's a really good point. Uh, we'll wait and see. I don't know why the Indians couldn't afford Francisco Lindor. I mean that. They might not be able to afford much around him, but I can't imagine that the Indians, that a team couldn't afford Francisco Lindor. Uh, I don't think Lindor is going to get a Mookie Betts contract. He's not going to get a Chris Bryant contract. He's good, but he's, I mean, he's great. He's great. Uh, but we got to see how he comes back from an injury. Anything could happen after that. Uh, my guess is he gets something close to what Jose Altuve got. And uh, I can't imagine why the Indians wouldn't be able to afford that. I don't know how teams like the Indians, who have been competitive and draw 30000 or 25000 or whatever, can't afford that in a $10 billion industry. I feel like if they're telling their fans they can't afford Francisco Lindor at a Jose Altuve ca uh, uh, cash grab, they're out of their damn minds. You know, maybe Lindor gets as much as Oscar, Merc or, uh, Oscar Mercado, as Manny Machado. Uh, look, I don't know. I don't know what baseball is going to look like then. We're just going to have to wait and see what these next two years look like. But you're probably right. Uh, Gorman, will, Gorman will replace Carpenter in 2021. I would think that Aliris, Aliris Montero is probably closer at that point. Uh, but maybe, and hopefully you're right. Uh, let's see. Mookie Betts has essentially said he will become a free agent. Uh, he has essentially said he'll become a free agent. But don't be surprised if the Red Sox throw a lot of money at him to keep him there. Uh, you know, you just never know. Uh, Braun Not Brown says, hey, Kyle, hello. Carp is our future, duh. Uh, big Jag. Oh, my God. Uh, Griffin Roberts should have his suspension revoked from Prism 2. I agree. Avocado recall in six states over possible listeria. Uh, a list of mania. Uh, a, a list of area. Yeah, I, recall me, boy. I'll come to your place. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is already perfect. Good point. Uh, Canadian bacon, Tyler O'Neill. Uh, who on the Indian cost a ton? Kluber. Yeah, I, you know, they've got, they've got Kluber and, uh, uh, Carrasco signed to decent deals, but whatever. Sup, I'm still awake, fuck my life, go to bed, Ashley. Uh, let's see, <laughs> she blames the bang. Uh, Kyle, you should sing more. Uh, thank you very much, VHS, that's how we get all the numbers that we get. Uh, J. David Reed asked me on Twitter here, does it look like O'Neal is letting the ball get deeper on him, knowing he still has the muscle to knock it out, but perhaps giving himself another split second to reach it? Maybe I'm only seeing the good highlights. I definitely think that that's one of the things that he's worked on with Mr. Albert, and I've actually read that and heard that. It's just a matter of giving him an extra second. And you'll notice, again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago in the uh, 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 O'Neill's big load or heavy load episode. 
He's more direct to the baseball. He's not taking that heavy low and around. He's more direct, direct to the baseball, like you said, letting his muscle do the thing. Uh, Tyler O'Neill dips his bat in maple syrup. That's a. I would love to know what that tastes like. I would love for him to shove his maple bat down my his Canadian maple bat down my American throat. Yeah, boy. Do I think Chase and Shreve clears waivers? I don't know if I ever answered that. I think that there's a chance. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Real fast, uh, as we get towards the end of Prospects After Dark here, we're an hour and a half in. I want to raise my glass to everyone who supported the Dirty 35. I wrote six, it was like 62,000 something words. It was like 180 something gifts. Uh, I'm working on a prospect right up now to replace Dakota Hudson in a week when he comes off. Uh, to everybody who supported the Dirty 35. I uh, I raise my glass to you. Thank you for being a part of this journey with me. Thank you for being great. And thank you for reading those shitty words. And I'm sorry for being such a bad writer. Maggie said she saw O'Neal at spring training. Looked like he had a third leg. Uh, I know that there were pictures of his phone. Like he was wearing some type of like super crazy silver jacket today as they loaded the bus headed towards the airport. Uh, and I saw the picture of his phone. And, you know, he's got one of those big phones. And we all know his dick is bigger than that. Uh, it, that thing's not a third leg. It's a third leg that sits on top of a tripod. My guess is that it has three fucking heads. It's just like a fucking Hydra monster. Uh, it's like a dick. And then it's got like three heads so he can have sex with three women at one time. Or guys, if that's what he wants. Uh, what the heck? Uh, yeah. Uh, is it, it's an elephant trunk from Prism 2. Yeah, it's an elephant trunk uh, from the uh, Willy Mammoth ages, when elephants were twice the size. It's an elephant trunk from that fucking Lord of the Rings movie, where the elephant trunk is 70 million feet long. Uh, I like to think Victor Garcia is a big boy. <laughs> yeah, and Pierce. That's right, Stu Styles. Oh, boy. All right, so look, we're at an hour and a half of this little shindig. I was hoping to maybe make this thing like an hour, an hour and ten minutes, hour and fifteen minutes. You guys kick ass, so we didn't do that. Uh, uh, again, I, I raise my glass to all of you. I only have a little bit left, so I'm going to top off here with our beautiful, delicious Knob Creek. A uh, little little toppy right there. Uh, again, to the pad people, look, you guys make this worth doing every week. Uh, what's going to end up happening is we'll probably have one more Sunday Prospects After Dark, and then I'm actually going to go on a small little sabbatical from everything for a little bit. Uh, I Next Sunday, you'll have Dakota Hudson come off the Dirty 35. Somebody add on to number 35 there. Uh, we'll do Prospects After Dark, and then I'm, I'm on hiatus for a little bit uh, while I get my mind right, because right now I'm in a weird place. And I just, I need a little time away. Uh, so, uh, thank you so much for making me want to do the Dirty 35. You're amazing. Uh, thank you to Brian Walton for being in here, who would not in a million years give me a compliment. So, fuck that guy. Uh, this is where you're supposed to say, yes, Graham, Victor Garcia is very large. He is. He's super large. Also, I want to say right now, you know, uh, I've been very critical of Mark Saxon. And I just want to say that he's been very supportive of me, and he's also not throwing out that propaganda in his own stories for clickbait, and I just wanted to be very thankful to Mark Saxon, so I raise my glass to Mark Saxon. Thank you for being here. Hayden March says he's been to seven games in Milwaukee, and the cards are 0-7. Oh, God, that's amazing. Uh, so, again, while we while we wrap this up, I want to thank my Birds on the Black family. Uh, ben Cerruti, who does the amazing projections. Uh, projections, rather. Check out that system that he put together. All of the projections over at Birds on the Black. Uh, Nicholas Childress and Cardinals Gifts, who do everything amazingly from a visual standpoint. Uh, Cardinals Gifts put together that beautiful Dirty 35 page. It's everything you could ever want. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, and Chill is going to be working with Stu Styles here in less than a week, giving you the game recaps and beautiful Technicolor uh, as you love them. 
<laughs> uh, you know, beyond that, we've got Chuck Brownson. We've got Eric Manning. Cards Cards, who I've been waiting to put out his year in review, and he hasn't. And I'm heartbroken about it because that's my favorite thing every year. And I don't even like Cards Cards. He's a joke. Uh, but, <laughs> no, I love him. But I hate him, just like we all do. Uh, you know, and then Tara and Alex, who do chirps, which is amazing. Tara and Adam Van Grack, who have been doing the minor league pay stuff. Uh, we raise our glass to the minor leaguers who are finally going to get a little cash. Can Zach Gifford come back in 2019? I'd love that. And, you know, hopefully, I'm going to reach out to C70 here in a little bit and ask him to reach out to Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Gifford and ask him if he'd come back for, uh, you, you know, United Cardinals blogger weekend at the very least. I would love to have him as a part of it. But to all my birds on the Black family, look, I, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate to be a part of that. Uh, I never should have been a part of that. I never, like... Yeah, I mean, you look, the Dirty 35 took a lot of work, and it's awesome, and it's beautiful, and it's it's my opus. I will never do anything as good as I did the Dirty 35. If you're new to me and Birds on the Black, check it out. Uh, again, like, I've never been, and again, it's shit. I know the writing's shit. Uh, Ashley reminds me often how bad of a writer I am. Uh, I, I'm I'm still immensely proud of it. Uh, I, I love it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, but you'll notice just from reading it pretty quickly that uh, I, I don't deserve to be a part of Birds on the Black, and yet I am. Uh, and I just try to be as good of a representative for them as, as I can be. Uh, so to everybody at Birds on the Black, I love you guys. And I, I'm humbled to be in your presence on a daily basis, whether that be in chat or in Birds on the Black form. Can I confirm that any Cardinal players actually watch this? I can confirm it, uh, but I'm not going to tell you who. Uh, it was good to see Toronto stepping up with their minor leaguers. Yeah, and it's good to see that a lot of teams are, might be following suit as well. Uh, remember, uh, we're not going to be, uh, uh, we're not going to be, we're not going to get off of the cart. We're not going to keep pushing the cart until we see it in effect on a large scale. The, the Blue Jays are doing it right. They took a step in the right direction, but we're not done yet. Let's see. Uh, you are truly amazing at what you do. Thank you from Johnny Goings. I appreciate you. Dirty 35 is my favorite thing to read this spring from BRAD770. Uh, to you guys, again, I raise my glass. To all the pad people, I'm going to finish off. We're going to do our last little cheers. To everybody who's in here at Prospects After Dark on a weekly basis or semi-weekly. Pardon me, or semi-weekly. Or anybody who comes in just to say hi. I raise my glass to all of you. I love each and every one of you. You're amazing. You make me want to do this week in and week out. And a lot of times I struggle to, like... Uh, to, to get it all together, Farmer Vala, I raise my glass to you, my friend. To all the pad people, I love each and every one of you. Uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals as they enter the 2019 season, hopefully getting the over on that 88.5 in Bovada. Ah, and that's all for me. Uh, again, check out the Dirty 35. 35 complete with two additional articles going over the graduates. And the March of the Prospects, about 25 to 30 prospects you're going to want to keep an eye on. Uh, do you remember Michael Cleto? Oh, God, I, Michael Cleto. Of course I do. Um, keep an eye on that at Birds on the Black. Go back and read all through all of them. Uh, I'm going to let you guys in first, our last 70-something viewers here. Uh, Brady Whalen is going to go on number 35 when I take Dakota Hudson off. Keep an eye out for that. That's just a personal preference. I want to write about Brady Whalen, so I'm going to write about Brady Whalen. Uh, I'm anxious to see how the list changes by the time we get to the All-Star break because it's going to change, and I'm excited about the changes. Uh, as always, as our good friend Eric Thomas said, who hopefully, Eric, I'll get to see you in Seattle on 4th of July weekend. Uh, if you are watching this or if you're listening to this on the podcast form, uh, you're a part of the Reese Resistance. You're a Memphisian as part of the Reese Resistance. Uh, thank you. You know, uh, thank you so much.
we're, we're at the end of, we're at the end of spring training. We're at the end of the off season. We're about ready to start the season. We've joked around. We've had some fun. Uh, but just one really sincere moment. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for being a part of this and for encouraging me to do this. Uh, especially Cardinals gifts who I love and uh, for being a part of our beautiful, amazing pad family. Uh, if you, again, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if you haven't cut off the broadcast at this point, you're part of the resistance, the true, the true resistance. I love each and every one of you. Uh, we'll see you again in one week's time. We're getting to the type of the, we're getting to the part of the season where we are truly hunting for prospects. So, uh, as always family, when the MILB season kicks up, that's when we are truly, truly, truly happy in hunting.